Mr. Stevenson, please have a seat. Uh, uh, hi, I, how are you, Doctor? Hi, uh, I'm fine. How are you? Well, actually, I'll I'll tell you how you are right. because I'm I'm looking at your chart. Uh, it appears that when you came in for your checkup last week, and we ran the blood test, uh, it appears that you actually have a terminal illness, and you have one week to live. What? Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> what is this a joke? This You're is, joking. I'm not joking. I'll show you the chart. <laughs> I would not be laughing if I were you. This is not. A, this, <laughs> this is not ridiculous. funny. Ridiculous. This is not funny. No, you're joking. Just stop talking and <laughs> listen to me. One. This is very serious. Mr. Stevenson, okay. you have seven days to live. If I were you, I would... I would. <laughs> will you... Stop laughing! <laughs> I, I can't. This is ridiculous. I, I want some proof that you can't just say that I have a terminal illness, I'm going to die. I feel fine. I mean, there has to be some kind of a symptom that I have that you could say, Mr. oh, Stevenson. you have a symptom... Mr. Stevenson, Paunch, is that how you pronounce your first name? It is. Okay. We ran the blood tests, and I don't care if there are symptoms, I don't care if there are no symptoms. I looked at your cells under the microscope, and you have a terminal illness. Uh, I mean, I feel fine. Should there be some kind of a symptom that I'll Scientific feel that data does not that lie. Terminal illness? Are you sure? I mean, how many. You, ran, you reran this test? Yes! I am sure. If I weren't sure, would I be sitting you down and telling you you only have seven days to live? Oh, my God. I told you. Ah. You're sitting here laughing. I I'm telling you it. something serious. Oh! This Mr. is it, horrible. It's okay. Oh. It's okay. Mr. Stevenson, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh! There is really nothing that can be ah. done. Oh. Okay. If you'll well, excuse thank you me. for your honesty, doctor. You're welcome. Uh, now, if you'll excuse me, I have other patients gonna, to attend to. I'm going to go. Have a good day. One week later in Paunch Stevenson's home. I, I can't believe it. I, I've got 30 minutes to live. I'm going to die in 30 minutes, according to the doctor. Oh. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to have my arms and legs fall off like he said. No, it's not going to happen. I'm going to take this here gun, I'm going to end it now. Hi, you've reached Pont Stevenson. I'm not available to come to the phone. Please leave a message, and I'll get back to you at the earliest convenience. Hi, Mr. Stevenson. This is the doctor. Oh, I have... Oh, good news. I mixed up the results. You did not have one week to live. You're fine. You're perfectly fine. I'm so... Oh, I feel so silly about this, about this mix-up. Well, have a good day. Welcome to the Paunch Stevenson Show. Since uh, I'm on the microphone here and I can pretty much put any agenda I want, and then if Rob doesn't like it, he'll probably just cut it out in, in the editing process and I'll be left to cry. I never do that. Because um, if you ever did, I'd quit.
<laughs> You're not paying me enough money, which is nothing. One segment I'd like to incorporate in the show now is what I call Whatever Happened To. It's kind of like a thank you from me to some of these these cultural icons whom have I've had the pleasure of being in, entertained by, and now they're, uh, I don't know where the hell they are. They're nowhere. So this week, I've decided that that person, wh- whatever happened to Michael Dudikoff. Who? Do you remember Michael Dudikoff, Rob? No. Michael Dudikoff. I've never heard of this guy. <laughs> you don't remember? Dudikoff? What use is this? I'm trying to thank the guy and you're just ruining him. You know, remember the guy from American Ninja? <laughs> I've never seen that. American oh, American God. Ninja? What the? All come right. on. Yeah. It was back, you know, in the 80s, early 90s. This guy, he was a white guy, Michael Dudikoff. He, he did all these, like, karate, you know, like these ninja movies. And then he did this show called Cobra, which lasted one year. It was a uh, <coughs> Stephen J. Cannell show. You do know who he is, right? Absolutely no idea, but go on. Ah, what bubble have you been living in? All right. (laughs) So, Stephen J. So, my whatever happened to is actually going to extend it to Stephen J. Cannell. This guy was a great television producer. He was the creator of The A-Team, Beretta, um, the show I talked about with Dudikoff, which stunk, Uh, Renegade with Lorenzo Lamas. Uh, what else did he make? I believe he made the Rockford Files. Uh, maybe not. But, you know, he did all these, like, great shows. Stephen J. Cannell. He did all these shows in syndication, like, year after year after year. And he just quit for some reason. But, um, so that, that's that's going to be my, uh, whatever happened to Stephen J. Cannell, uh, who I believe is trying to make more of his shows, his old shows, into movies, such as The A-Team. Really? Which I, I didn't would, hear about that. I would plead for him not to do so. Now, if the... You didn't hear uh, about that? It, he's making this AT movie. Is, is it going to feature the actual Mr. T, or is it going to be completely recast? Well, George Prepard has died, so you can forget about him. And uh, the other guys are a bit old, so I, I would probably say no. But uh, Stephen J. Cannell is my uh, whatever happened to for this week. Next segment... I have, uh, you know, as you know, the last few episodes I've come up with how to get rich quick schemes. This is, it's not going to get you rich, but you will get a steady paycheck. I don't know how much you're going to get. And you get to eat free every single day of the year. Or at least any time you're at work. And what is it, you think? It is an establishment that Rob and I are familiar with. And they have some locations in metropolitan areas all over the country medieval times <laughs> dinner and tournament yeah that's, right do you get my drift i mean that is a very you, expensive establishment. i mean if you're one of the it it also makes absolutely no sense but that that's for another day if you're one of the schleppers on the horses you know going around with the fake sticks and hitting each other that's no fun but because you got to smell horse behind the whole time that, that's no good and so what the, the the place, the position to be at is to be the king and the queen. Because the king and the queen get to sit in the stands and eat 
and act like the king and the queen. They do nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They just the sit king there. and the queen do nothing all night. They just sit there and eat. So that is my. It's not get rich quick, but it's how to get a free meal. Uh, Greg, did you do anything for Halloween this year? No. Okay. Um, I actually did not do anything. <laughs> I thought... I did not do anything on the actual Halloween day, which is October 31st. Um, my old roommates and I were going to go see the parade in Manhattan. The parade in the village? Yeah, yeah. And, um... I was going to go see it with my old roommates, and I called them up after work, and they said, yeah, you know, we got home a little late. We're just going to stay home and eat fish. So, uh, okay, so I went home. But over the weekend, I went to a party, and when I was little, I liked Halloween. You get all dressed up, you get all into it, and you go trick-or-treating, you get the candy. But as you know, when we started to get a little older it started becoming more and more of a pain in the neck. And I just started... It is. Yeah, I just started disliking it more and more, and it was less and less satisfying as we got older. So this year... You know, if I can stop you for a minute, one of the reasons why you may not have enjoyed it was the fact that you use the same costume every year. And I used that costume again. Which was the Friday the 13th Jason <laughs> hockey mask, fake blood smeared on the yes. shirt, and a fake knife. And um, actually, I remember one year, what were we in? Eighth grade? Ni- no. Yeah, eighth grade, I think. Uh, we were going trick or treating door to door in our neighborhood, and we went to this one house, and this older woman answered. And <laughs> yes. I've, she answers the door, hey, Bubby. And we're just looking at each other. <laughs> hey, uh, okay, uh, tr- trick or treat. And hey, yeah, you know, just t- saying all these weird things. And she was done, and we're done. Oh, See, okay, now. yeah, okay, thank you, bye. She, you went to woods, catch fire. <laughs> I still don't know what that means. She, you went to woods, catch fire, Bubby. What is that? I don't know what that means. I believe that... Didn't she give us potato chips? Um, I don't remember. I, re- I, I remember know, I, one, I, one old lady They were in the pizza. bag. What? <laughs> what? One old woman gave pizza? us slices of pizza. And, of course, you know, some some houses you get the the, like, three pennies taped together... Some houses you get the oh apple, yeah I love that the uh, the the bruised the apple, up apple which you couldn't eat. <laughs> Some houses you get the generic unlabeled hard candy. Some houses you get yeah. the the uh, the the two cent little Biddo honeys or Mary Janes or uh, just the or a the, big pen. Yeah, a big pen. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on, man. <laughs> I, but I think what she had given us was potato chips and corn chips that were like, you know, they just were loose. outside. They were just free. They were just freehand. Yeah, yeah they were loose. Just loose. They weren't even in a bag. Just threw them in there. Here you go, Bubby. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah, and then, and, and we went. You know, one of the, wait, I was wearing my 
again, my Friday the 13th Jason get-up, and you were dressed as Homie the Clown, yeah. and we and we go to the one guy's Homie house. Homie the Clown! We go to this one guy's <laughs> house, and the father and the little young son answer, and, you know, trick-or-treat, and, ooh, look, son, that guy's no, but- a clown, and that guy's a man! <laughs> Which made no sense! And the kid's like, no, that's homie. <laughs> yeah, actually, I got a good rise out of that homie to clown getup. <laughs> uh, I had I had the the red wig, which I ripped all the head the hair out in the middle to look bald. Then I had the black face, the politically incorrect black face, <laughs> and like Ted uh, with the shoe polish and uh, <laughs> 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 Ted Danson. <laughs> You know, it's just this, this is one of the things that I, that I that I think is it's just unfair. When we were kids, even like when we got to high school, this was you know like the early mid '90s, and like no, but like none of the chicks wore anything that was really that sexy. You know, it was all like grunge and flannel and work boots. I mean, come on. And then on Halloween. They, you know, none of them, you know, got dressed up or anything like that. It was really stupid. During lunch on uh, on Halloween at work, I go to the Wendy's, and I swear to God, this is high school kids. It looked like a freaking, like you know, like a pimp came out, and here come his hoes. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there, like all these girls come out with these like, like two inch skirts. You know, and, and like, boots with, like, an 8-inch heel on them. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous here. We, we never had any of this. We were denied this. As no, sexist well, thing as that is. The the type of music that was popular, like you said, the grunge, the alternative, and the the women who were in that scene, you know, you had, like, Belly, Tanya Donnelly, the Cranberries, uh, Juliana Hatfield, the Breeders. You had those kind of people who dressed just like normal people. So that sort of influenced the the way that the the girls were dressing, but now it's a totally different style now. Well, it's the whole culture, you know, like MTV now. It like back then 10 years ago, like the real world was actually like regular people. Most of the people in the real world were like dorks. And, you know, half of them never amounted anything. They just like sat around all day and they never had sex. Never. Never on the show. And not with each other. And it just, you know, nothing ever, like, that happened. And then there was, you know, be- before that, there was all, like, the AIDS scare. And, and I mean, obviously, it's still a very dangerous disease if you have it. And I think there was, like, there was this whole, like, fear, fear level. It was like, oh, you, 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 can't, you can't do anything risque like that. No, no, it's none of that. But now it's, like, complete opposite. Everything has just completely changed around, just turned over. And frankly, I'm just annoyed by it. Yeah. Do you remember the the old guy who would walk all around town all day long with a shopping cart and his little 
Yes. I don't know what kind of dog. There's a little white dog <laughs> with curly hair, but the hair was all matted and it was all gross. Yeah. And he had this fl- yeah, it was you know, a it was fluffy like, dog. Yeah, like an old guy fluffy. with this white hair, this long white beard, like Santa Claus. Literally like Santa Claus, his fat stomach and these he would just push the shopping cart. And he dressed in a suit. He Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wore a suit and he would put just push the shopping cart all around town. Oh, he was with the little dog in it and he had this pole in the shopping cart with a flag that so he actually, wrote in handwriting. Actually, I want to revise this the shopping cart description. Because it was the bottom of a shopping cart. The cage portion had been removed and replaced with a child's car seat in which the dog sat. Yeah, which was even more weird. So this guy in a suit who looks like Santa Claus pushing a shopping cart all over town with this little dog in it and a pole in the shopping cart with a flag where he wrote George and Jesus. Yet another thing in our town that made no sense. You, Rob used to live, I swear to God, if this street were part of a mental institution, I mean, it should have been, but it, it insane. Okay, next segment. When we were in 12th grade, we had a mass communications class, and we were all excited we're going to learn about television and radio and audio, video, all this equipment and cameras, and it was going to be really cool. And we get into class, and this class is horrible. First of all, no one behaved. The teacher <laughs> the teacher didn't care. She was hardly there. But even besides that, we couldn't even learn she how to use Dallas. the equipment. For, we couldn't even learn how to use the equipment ourselves because it was just... The cameras and the editing equipment and the character generators and everything, the mixers, it was all this ancient antique relics from from just well, it was pre- local previous decades. I, I know, it, it was local access, I understand. But I mean, to have an editing machine from 20 years ago, and I don't mean 20 years from now, I mean 20 years from when we were in the class. And it was just it was just the the biggest waste of time and the class I'd say after maybe the first two months that class that course just devolved and and just dissolved into it became romper room practical, yeah it became romper room we were playing practical jokes on each other we were screaming people were fighting uh, it, it just oh my god what a people were urinating. Yeah, people were urinating on the equipment. People were writing on the on the furniture on the set, <laughs> des- destroying the plants, and it was just it was ridiculous. Wrestling each other and doing chokeholds on each other. So other classes in the district, other um, schools in the district, would have class trips, and oh, okay, our mass communications class will visit your mass communications class, and vice versa, and we learn about different. Uh, you know, schools and, and equipment and techniques and all that. So, some of the students Wait, from we our actually school, did that. Well, you and I didn't, but some of the other classes did, and they went to the other schools and mm. they were just blown away. Wow, look at this equipment and and the the uh, the recording booth and this and the, you know, look at the set, the lighting. Wow, it's real professional stuff. And then the students from the other school came to visit our school. And they were literally laughing 
because they could not believe what they saw. They were just <laughs> like, what kind of, look at these cameras. Look at this, you call this a studio? You call this a set? This is just a room with, a, with, with some cheap little cameras in it. That's not a studio. That's terrible. And, you know, they went in the back, they went in the control room, they're looking at the VCR, like, you guys are using 15-year-old VCRs, you're using these ancient mixers and these terrible microphones, like, wow. And it was, uh, it was so embarrassing. I, this is, as you know, I'm a big Star Trek fan. And, uh, George Takei who was, of course, Mr. Sulu. You know, Sulu, warp speed ahead, Sulu. You know, he never had any lines, and he, he, he hated William Shatner in this thing. George Takei, who's about 80 years old now, came out of the closet. He's gay. That is right. George Takei, Takei is gay. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, this guy... Was there any suspicion... No, I, I mean, no, I didn't suspect. And, you know, this guy, Takei, if you ever hear him talk, he's like, Hello, this is George Takei. I am Mr. Sulu. Yes, yes. He had, like, the most deepest voice yeah. you could possibly have, but yet he was gay. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it was deep, but it wasn't like Vincent Price, you know, Vincent Price. He is Vincent Price. You knew he was gay. So, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Sulu... It was not warp speed ahead, he was warp speed behind. <laughs> In episode three, we started talking about stupid styles, so this is a continuation of that, an ongoing segment, stupid styles. And, uh, Greg, have you seen the style of young guys walking around with canes? A walking cane? Yes. Or is it a candy cane? No. <laughs> no, just these young guys just dressed, you know, in, in, in that hip hobo style way. But for some reason, they're just walking around using a cane. Have you seen this? Is it just a New York thing? No, Rob. They, people do not walk around on the streets of suburban New Jersey with canes unless they're 80 years old with a USS Battleship New Jersey hat on their head. <laughs> well, you guys are a little behind, so give it a few months. It'll catch on. <laughs> Do they have top hats on? No. And, you know, and the, uh, the tuxedos with the long tails like the Monopoly man? <laughs> no. No, they're just dressed... Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. They're dressed in the hobo clothes we talked about last episode, and they're walking ah. around with the cane. Regular young guys. Stupid. That is the stupid I'll style. Tell you what, man, if I were a homeless hobo, I would just not be very happy about that. To be insulted by these people who who can afford not to dress like a hobo, but do. I know. And you know, if I if I was very upset, and I was a depressed hobo sitting on a train, and a young man came on that train and sat down next to me. You know when we'd start singing. Oh. <laughs> Take it away, Rob. Jimmy Crack Cone, and I <laughs> don't care! Oh, God. Dare. Double dare. Physical challenge. 
This is why we waste so I much know. time! <laughs> Alright. <laughs>